Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hama Alman. And I'm Gabriel Serra. And today's episode is about the big regret, dying without fulfilling your life's purpose. your dream and your vision that you have for your life, if it does not become a must, it's going to stay a dream. As you were saying that someone's dreams, the vision that someone receives from God to be the big one and live their purpose, I can't help but remember a time when I was in my teenager years and I had a friend at that time that told me something that stuck with me for a while. I forgot about it and now I just remembered it. And he said something about, well, it's great that you want to do X, Y, and Z, but what if you fail? What if that doesn't work out? You need a backup plan. And I never, I never took that advice. My plan was always, I have to do this or not. I have to figure out how to become my own boss, become an entrepreneur or not. And there was no not. There was only, I have to figure out how to become my own boss. I have to figure out how to live my dreams and pursue what I'm here to do. And sometime in my 20s, I found a YouTuber by the name of Casey Neistat. And his videos and some of the things that he was sharing in his daily vlog, they like really like captivated me because here was this guy that was saying the same thing that you're saying. He wanted to be a filmmaker and he had a kid when he was like 16 or 17 years old. He moved to New York City. He was, he was working as like a bike messenger in New York City with a son raising his kid by himself and doing the best that he could to make ends meet. Him and his brother somehow landed like a, um, like these jobs making films. And their first big break was when they were asked to make a birthday film for a very high profile or successful or wealthy person out in New York City. And needless to say, it worked out for them. There was some turmoil during that process, but it worked out for them. And then eventually Casey Neistat, around the time that he started doing this YouTube channel of his, he started posting every single day. And there was one video in particular where he was talking about like cameras and film gear. And he was saying that, hey, look, it doesn't matter what tools you have. It doesn't matter if you have a $5,000 camera or a $500 camera. You know what really matters? It's what you do with it. What really matters is the story you tell behind it and how much creativity and energy you, you put into it in a nutshell. And... I think it was either in that video or in another video where he said the same thing as you. Like, there is no backup plan. For him, there was no backup plan. It was filmmaking. It was creating something with his hands that he was proud of. And, I mean, for the time where he was creating these daily videos, I mean, I was, like, watching almost every single day. It was very exciting to, to watch these videos. 
And like you could see the momentum that this guy got behind him. He went from less than 500,000 subscribers when he first started. And I remember when he first started his vlog, I remember I just one day saw his, his thing and then he announced that he would do this vlog. And I just saw the, like this massive growth, almost very similar to what I'm seeing now with lifepurpose.com. Obviously we're not creating content every single day, but it's really wild how like, as I created the third version of this, the analytics are showing that it's like just going up now. It's, it's really interesting to see. And this, to your point, what you were saying about momentum, obviously we haven't been talking about momentum on the podcast, but in our personal lives, we've been talking about momentum and all the work and all the holy work that we've been doing for lifepurpose.com and the lifepurpose.com community. It's been, it's been generating momentum for us. It's been We've been putting out all this love energy. We've been pouring forth so much great love into what we've been doing here that it's created all this momentum. And I can't help but think about now how we have big ones that they have these visions and they have these dreams and they have this very special purpose. What is that thing that they need to do to go from where they are now to getting into a state of momentum so that their dreams are no longer just a dream, as you were saying, but a must, a non-negotiable, this is going to happen and all I need to do is do my holding work for this. What needs to happen is, to sh is a shift in psychology and in the mindset of the people. People, when they have a vision that is so much greater than themselves. They need to realize that it comes from a higher source, whether you call it God or the great divine or Allah or Buddha, whatever you believe in, you wouldn't have the vision or the dream that you have that is so big and so huge to you if it didn't come from a higher source. And you need to put value on that vision and not just put it aside as a, oh, it's just a dream. What do you mean by putting value on the vision? You had sent me this great video in the beginning of the year from the pastor. Michael Todd. Michael Todd. The video is called Put Value on the Vision. And that video made me cry and it made me realize that everything that we are creating and the dreams that we had years ago and they're coming now to fruition, it's because we have put so much value on the visions and the dreams that we received from a higher power. We didn't just put them aside as daydreams or fantasy or thinking that it's too big for us to do anything about it. We received the vision. We received the guidance to do this from a higher calling, a higher purpose, a divine purpose. And we put value on the vision by taking action on it and not letting it slip aside and... Um, collect dust and dirt under the carpet. And it makes me sad because I know so many people, they are dying. They're leaving this planet with their dreams, rusty and dirty and full of dust under the carpet. And for me, that would be perhaps the biggest regret, dying with a divine vision that did not come to manifestation. At lifepurpose.com, 
It is our purpose to support, guide, and empower you, the big ones, in living your life's purpose. To receive powerful daily meditations and mentoring for your life's purpose, join our premium membership and claim your seven-day free trial by clicking the link in the description or visit lifepurpose.com directly. And now back to the episode. You know, it's very interesting that you're talking about death and dying. That was something that I wanted to cover on last week's episode before you started talking about how you were at the forest and you were hugging the tree and that you inspired someone else to hug the tree and because you took the action, someone else took the action. And obviously, just so our, our big ones know, because we're here in Austria, we're going to go to the concentration camps in a couple of weeks. And it came to me, uh, I think either this morning or yesterday, I can't remember which day, but the thought came to me as I was walking through the forest with Mama that, oh, wow, we're actually going to go to the concentration camps. And obviously, this is where a lot of people were murdered. And there's a lot of people that did not have the opportunity like we have today to have these discussions and to live a life where they could explore what their purpose was. I mean, maybe on a, on a higher consciousness level, maybe their purpose was to have that experience and maybe for all of humanity to collectively say, this is not how we're going to treat people. We're going to treat people with respect from now on and not allow some situation like this to ever happen again. And if you think about all the people that had experienced life in the concentration camps where they were prisoners and uh, essentially slaves, what dreams did they have that they were not able to fulfill? It's like the feet. Exactly. And so we're going to the, to the concentration camps. I'm not sure exactly which one we're going to yet, but I know that we'll be going to one, I'm sure, here in Austria, as close as possible. And I'm certain that when we go, we may have that experience of like, wow, we may have an experience where we really take in that moment and realize just how grateful and how lucky we are to have the lives that we have because we have the opportunity to live our purpose. We have the opportunity to inspire our big ones. And if you think about these, the concentration camps, it is like a graveyard. It's like a field of dead dreams. It is a, a site where a lot of people may have had so many dreams, so many visions from God that were not fulfilled at that particular time because of those circumstances. And, you know, last week, it was very odd how we went to your uncle's wedding. And there was this moment where I saw your uncle and his wife taking pictures by the pond with the heart statue, uh, the wood sculpture statue thing. And, like, it was so great. It was such a special moment to actually see that with Mama. Like, we had stopped and we were just looking and just just observing them, taking the pictures and smiling. Obviously, in that moment, it looked like there was so much life and so much love energy radiating. 
But when we came back here to, to Klagenfurt, I happened to see on, I don't know why, but like the voice told me, hey, go check out once again wrestling. And there was a top wrestler that died. There was a very, um, there was two wrestlers, in fact, that died. One of them, you know, he's lived a very long life. The other one, though, was around my age. He died while wrestling? No. He got sick and then he got a heart attack. He was 36 years old. His name uh, is Wyndham Rotunda. He went by the character name Bray Wyatt. And that, for me, was very surreal. It's still a little bit hard to process. The only reason why is because, again, I grew up watching wrestling and I had the privilege of seeing this guy's career basically start before my eyes and how he evolved into this character. And like he was so, he had this a lot of charisma, I could say. And there's a term in the wrestling industry that they use, he was over. Like, he was so adored by the fans, and whenever he would speak on the microphone, the fans would just, like, just stop and just listen to what he had to say, and they were really into this character. And some of the interviews that this guy would do when he was talking about his character, Bray Wyatt, he would say, yeah, I've put my, like, he basically put his heart and soul into this. He, he took whatever the vision was in his head for the character Bray Wyatt and he made himself Bray Wyatt and when the news came out of his death I'm sure that it has affected a lot of people and obviously he has a wife he has kids and that is very unfortunate that now they do not have a father around his purpose though I could see from what I've observed was to like these telling these stories you know and the reason why i'm bringing this up is because when it comes to our dreams when it comes to our ambitions our talents i remember a time where i wanted to be a wrestler i never went down that path looking back on it now greatest thing that never happened to me but for some people this is their dream but they don't take the action to live out that dream to live out that purpose this character this person Wyndham rotunda from playing Bray Wyatt, he did. He gave a piece of himself, a spark, a light that I'm sure has influenced a lot of people to reimagine how they could develop themselves as well. And, you know, that's the thing about death. Like this person is, is now no longer with us. At some point, you're not going to be with us. At some point, I'm not going to be here. For the big ones listening, at some point, your time will come. Our time will come. And now the question is, what are you going to do between now and then? How are you going to fulfill that vision? Put value on that vision, as you were saying. How are you going to take action on your vision? Step into your bigness and fulfill your purpose. Fulfill what you came here to do. Fulfill what God put you here on earth to do i have a question for you you happen to be one of the bravest people that i've met i don't know if you could call it like an arrogance or overconfidence or an ignorance not saying this in a negative way i am saying that you have this 
like bravery where you just go for it. And I don't necessarily know if you're always thinking about what are the risks involved. You just kind of do it. And maybe it's good that you have that, that you don't have a filter for this, or you, you don't have that switch where you're thinking about like, okay, what could happen here in this situation? You just kind of do it. Have you always been like this? I'd say so. So there was never any moment where you had to cultivate this bravery that you have where you just just jump right into something. From what I recall, I've always been that way where I would I would just see what happens and jump into the ocean, so to speak. And I believe a lot of it is because of how I was raised by my parents from when I was a child. And I was encouraged to explore the unknown. I was encouraged to do stuff that other children were not allowed to do. But, okay, so that's interesting because at least from what I'm... Yeah, go for it. I was encouraged to speak to strangers. I was encouraged to shake strangers' hands. I was encouraged to climb on big trees. I was encouraged to speak to people that I've never met. And I believe a lot of that, a lot of who... I am now, just as you were saying, I tend to just go for it. It is because of how I was raised. I grew up in New York City, in Brooklyn, single mom. She didn't want me to go outside. I was, it was always emphasized to me, don't talk to strangers. I always kind of like watch your back kind of thing. And obviously I've had my experiences where I would be bullied, picked on and laughed at, made fun of etc. And standing out was not a good thing, right? Shining your light, that was not a good thing. Being called special and etc. that was not a good thing. That was a reason to basically get bullied and get your ass kicked. And what I can see from you, the reason why I ask you that question, have you always been this brave and like, are there any tips basically for people that may be more like me and that would like to be more like you so that they can take action on their dreams, on their vision, on their purpose. I've observed from you that having the right environment is key. Having a safe space where someone can express themselves. And, you know, ironically, I can't help but think about that lifepurpose.com support community that uh, we just created because that, I think, is the goal. I think that is the goal of the community overall. It's for people to feel safe enough to take that action. You get what I'm saying? To be brave enough to be like, yeah, I can do this. And to have a support system to where they can. Like, obviously, you have parents where you had, a, for example, a dad where he would encourage you to climb a tree. And then if you fell off, he would catch you, right? That created a sense of... of what did you say? What did you call it? Basic trust or deep trust? It's like a like a very primal thing that can only be really developed when you're a baby. Is this correct? Right. If you have that sense of basic human trust because you had that cultivated from when you're a baby, well, what about the people that may not have had that situation, right? Like if it was true that I was thrown down the the stairs in a baby carriage when I was a baby, less than six months old or something like this, uh, by a schizophrenic uncle, then maybe I don't have that basic trust. And obviously, 
the environment of New York City growing up in the 1990s, that can also contribute to all of that stuff, right? But you growing up in Austria, safe environment, you have the house, you grew up in basically the countryside. Over here, you, you can leave your door open basically or your, your door unlocked and you don't have to worry about someone coming in to basically stab you. That wouldn't be a reality in New York City. And I'm bringing that up because I think that when it comes to the support community, that's what we really want to go for. And that's where we really want to emphasize is giving our big ones a space where they feel absolutely safe. They can let their guard down. They can be themselves. They can fully express themselves. And it's like, it almost reminds me once again of going back to Bray Wyatt when he was working on his character with Dusty Rhodes. And I'm not expecting you to understand who I'm talking about here or any of our big ones to understand what I'm talking about here. But basically, this guy, Bray Wyatt, he was able to develop this character that was so loved by the fans because he had a space, a safe container where he could develop that character with Dusty Rhodes, his mentor, along with a group of other wrestlers that today are stars. They're like this generation of top stars as Hulk Hogan was in the 1980s and 90s. And Bray Wyatt was able to develop that character in part because of Dusty Rhodes, because he was able to learn from Dusty Rhodes and because Dusty Rhodes was able to give him positive feedback and support him and nurture him. So if you think about us as the Dusty Rhodes, that's our job. We in the LifePurpose.com support community have to be like the Dusty Rhodes or have to be like your parents to provide that nurturing and that support to our big ones so that they can develop themselves, develop their character, and be able to present that now to the world. You nailed it. And you know what I'm just getting? We have worked so much with the medicines and with the Divine Father medicine and the Divine Mother medicine so that we can embody both, so that we can give that Divine Mother and that Divine Father energy to people so that they can grow, so that they can blossom, because that's what's needed. That's right. I want to add on a few things to your question about why am I so brave? I was called the brave one so many times in my life, and I never understood why they would call me brave. In my observation, what I was doing and the choices I made weren't really brave. And when people say, when people would say to me, how are you doing this? Like, aren't you scared? Aren't you afraid? You're so brave. I was just always thinking, what are you talking about? This is nothing. Like, what's going to happen? Come on. That was my reaction. That was my response. And in particular, when I, when I started to travel as a teenager by myself, 17, 18, 19 years, solo traveling around the world, I had many people tell me, wow, you're so brave. Aren't you scared? Aren't you scared to go to Cape Town, which is apparently the uh, most criminal city in the entire world? And you go there as a woman? Oh, my God. Like, aren't you scared? I'm like, no. What am I going to be scared of? 
it's all good. And that was really my deep-rooted attitude, and it still is up to this day. But I can acknowledge now at this stage that a big reason for my bravery and my courage was the knowing that I have a family, I have parents that would always catch me should I fall. And people were telling me, how are you doing this? Like, where do you get the resources from? What's going to happen if you run out of money? What's going to happen if this, if this happens or if that happens? And they would like project their fears onto me. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I'm good. If something happens, I can go back to my parents. I have my parents. If I need money, I know that my parents are there and they're going to provide if I should really need something. But I always figured it, I always figured it out on my own. For the most part, I was standing on my own feet. Like 90% of the times I was able to provide for myself. But just the knowing that I have parents at home in my, in my hometown where I grew up, if anything happens, they're my safety net. And just make a call. Hey mom, hey dad, I need some help right now. I knew that that help and that support would always be there. And just that knowing that there is someone or a presence there that has your back, this is all you need in order to make quote-unquote courageous choices in your life. And if you don't have parents that are supporting you, if you don't have parents at all, maybe you're an orphan listening to this, and maybe you have a very harsh childhood or you had a very harsh childhood growing up, I'm telling you that you don't need physical parents to back you because there is always a greater presence, call it God, call it the cosmos, call it the great divine, which is ultimately your caretaker. There is an invisible higher power that backs all of us and that is providing us with the visions and with the purpose. And if we take action on that, we're going to be supported, we're going to be backed, but you have to trust and you have to move and take action and not let fear of the unknown or fear of your own projections, of your own worst case projections or other people's projections stop you because it's all just in the mind. The mind will, the mind will come up with so many excuses, so many worst case scenarios. And if you allow that to overpower you, you're going to continue to be small. I think that is where, again, knowing how to control the mind plays a big part in overcoming that barrier, that block that most people have, even myself included, when it comes to living our purpose. You know, similar to how you were saying just now, you know, you may not have had the parents to support you. I grew up with a single mom. I was alone a lot. Uh, I had to figure out a lot of things on my own, and I was homeless at a time in New York City, and I can tell you for sure there were times where I had no, I, like, there was no parent safety net, but I had, like, just knew that I couldn't continue on living that way, so I had to do something, and, you know, there would be times where I, I would be like, man, like, there has to be, like, how is it possible that I'm able to do some of these things? There has to be something here, like, something else. You know, now at this stage of my life, I'm very confident that there is a such thing in the God or the universe or there's some sort of intelligence that's keeping me here. Because, I mean, logically, by all means, there's no way a guy from Brooklyn with 
a, a group of relatives that all dropped out of high school. There's no possible way that I should be here where I am now and doing what I'm doing. We got the company, we got the lifepurpose.com thing and we're doing all this stuff. So like I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that there's something there and that's kind of been my, I wouldn't say safety land because sometimes I think like, wow, like, uh, what's going to happen next kind of thing. It's been like a roller coaster ride. But what I can say is that some at some points, I had to be able to quiet my mind enough to be able to get into a place of taking action. And, you know, whereas you, you know, you do things from a place of you're not really necessarily thinking about what's the worst case scenario. I used to, but then I also thought about it myself, like, well, the worst case scenario is that I stay where I am and I'm not happy at all. So what's it going to be? Either stay in this reality that you're really not happy with and you're unsatisfied with, or take a leap of faith into the unknown. And it was the, that understanding and that realization that like, okay, nothing is going to change in my life until I change. I change something, my habits, my patterns, my thinking, my attitude, my whatever it is I'm doing. Nothing's going to change until I change. And when you change, that's when everything changes. But you have to do, you have to actually, you have to absolutely take action. And, you know, there's been many visions that I've received and I tried to take action on and seemingly nothing came of it. And there have been times where I've had visions where I didn't and nothing came of it. But there was those times where there was these, there was a vision that just wouldn't leave me alone. These are the visions we're talking about. What is your vision that does not let, let you be? That is like nagging on you. These are the visions. They're like, they keep coming, knocking on your door. And I think that, I think that those big ones that have that nagging vision that just won't leave them alone, but they're scared to take the next step or they keep saying, oh, but it's just a dream. Well, I mean, do you want to go your entire life not knowing whether or not that dream could have been a reality? Yeah. And, you know, the whole fear concept, fearing the unknown and aren't you scared and what have you, it's because you don't trust your own power and you got to be reminded to trust your own power and to trust in yourself more. I think that's what makes a big one a big one. A big one, in my understanding, they have at least some understanding and certainty about what they are capable of, and they have a confidence about them. I mean, I couldn't say that for myself, but I could say like... No, you do. I could say that I just knew, or I know that that there's, there's a reason why I'm here. There's something I'm here to do. That's usually the only thing that like keeps me going. You get what I'm saying? I really believe that what... That is the only difference what makes a big one a big one and an ordinary person um, an ordinary person. It is that self-belief and that knowing, hey, I can do this. I can do this. And that's when an ordinary person can become a big one. Right. I think we all have a bigness about us and we are here to be big ones, every single one of us. But I think the difference is in the one that believes it, even if it's just a little bit, and then that says, hey, I know I'm a big one, but I'm going to need, I'm going to need some, I'm going to need a Morpheus <laughs> kind of thing. I'm going to need some support here. And 
you know, I'm really hoping that that's what we can accomplish, not just with one person, one big one, but with as many big ones as possible to where we have now a whole army of big ones where they're really playing full out and supporting one another. This is, this is so beautiful. What we spoke about with the mother and the father concept and, and how everyone just needs that safe space and that nourishment and that nurturing love and care to embrace their bigness and to truly explore their full potential. And I feel it in my gut that this is a big piece of what the community is for. Because the both of us created it, it carries the energy of the Divine Mother and the Divine Father and that nurturing safe space. It's already imprinted. I feel that. That's powerful. You know, what I would say as well to to the big ones listening to today's episode in particular, you know, there's only but so much time that we have here. We have to make each and every moment count. This this Bray Wyatt, this Wyndham Rotunda, he was able to captivate people with his words, with his energy. He was able to tell his story of his character and parlay that through wrestling. And now I'm asking you, like, what... What can you parlay now to the rest of the world through your character, through your energy, through your gift, through your talent? What little spark, what light can you give now to the world at a stage where humanity, where life, earth, what have you, needs it the most? I think the biggest regret of people dying is when they knew that they were playing at some you mentioned a couple of episodes ago that there was a research or a book about the, the dying. The five regrets of the dying. And what were the five regrets? Do you remember? I can't remember all of them, but one of them is, one of the regrets is that they're regretting not having spent quality time with their loved ones and not um, having nurtured their intimate relationships more. And another one, is definitely not um, not having lived and uh, manifested what they truly wanted to do. Living their purpose. Yeah, but just look it up. The book is called The Five Regrets of the Dying. Do you remember who the author was? No. So what big regret then you're saying is people like not... Like common regrets. We're talking about common regrets. Right. And they made similar like a, a survey of some sort or research and they found out that, hey, so many people who are dying, they have the same regrets. It narrows down to five common regrets that the dying were having. So would you say that not someone not having lived their purpose or reached their potential would be a, a regret? I am very certain, yeah. My question to, to the listeners is, what is the vision the dream that keeps coming back to you, that keeps knocking on your door, and perhaps you have tried to close the door or ignore it, not answer the call. You know the dream that keeps coming back to you. That won't leave you alone. That life vision. Pay attention to these dreams. Pay attention to these visions because they carry they carry the seeds of your purpose. And the only difference between a dream just being a dream and the dream that became a reality is 
you taking action on it or not taking action on it. It's that simple. Just because you are 70 or 80 years old doesn't mean you're done. You're not too old for your purpose to be made manifest. You're not too young for your purpose to be made manifest. There is still life in you. You're still here breathing. Whether you are on your deathbed or not, you're still here. That means you still have a chance to live your purpose. And you still have a chance to make the best of this life without going back, dying, going to the other side, and then reviewing your life. And then your soul is like, damn, what did I waste my life on? Now I gotta come back. And you do it all, you do it all again. This is your time to awaken and to remember your true soul's purpose. So that when you die, you do not have regrets and you can continue on with your soul's evolution. Otherwise, you're going to continue going through the same lessons and the same experience over and over again. And whether you believe in reincarnation or karma, what have you, from my knowing, I'm sharing with you that if you're not embracing your purpose, you are going to repeat a certain cycle and that it that is neither good nor bad but the question is do you choose to continue on the path or do you choose to repeat the same cycle over and over again this reminds me now to your mom and how when she had cancer she was working as a teacher she was not happy she was not fulfilled she got burnt out. She got very sick. She had leukemia. She was on her deathbed. And then she had that near-death experience where she was not conscious and she was visited by her spirit team, her spirit guides, her angels. And they told her, hey, either you, either you do your purpose, you live your life purpose, what you came here to do, or you're coming with us. What's it going to be? Yeah. And in that moment, she chose, hey, I'm not done here. I have to fulfill my purpose. And that's when she got a second chance. Legit. Legit. And she literally, like a day or two later, she got healed and healthy all of a sudden. That just doesn't... Pretty much, yeah. It happened pretty quickly. That just doesn't happen out of nowhere. You get what I'm saying? So we have, we have only with so much time here on earth. What is that voice inside of you telling you that you need to do? Are you ready to be the big one? And stop resisting it. Because that, that is a thing, like for so many. They, they have the vision, they have the voice. It's like, do this, go down this path. And it's like the human side of us, like sometimes so resistant. It's like, but what if, but no, I can't do this. And it's that resistance that keeps people stuck. It's also playing small and downplaying your dreams. Don't just say it's just a dream. It's not just a dream. It's what you are here to do. This is why you are seeing the vision. You have to put value on the vision. Massive value. Lots of value on it. Because that is the divine plan that is wanting to manifest itself through you. And if you don't do it, it's going to have consequences. Not just for your life, but like a piece of the puzzle. It's going to affect everything and everyone because everything affects everything that's right that's right and you know i think this is this is the 
this is the importance of having a team of people that you can go to similar to how how many you were saying like the whole family idea like having your parents that you can go to or having someone that you can go to that it's like a community right the community thing you know and and i think that this is the importance of that and i think this is the importance of like hey you're not alone we're here doing this together but you have to take that first step you have to embrace your bigness you have to accept who you are you have to accept that maybe you're not here to do what the norm is maybe you're here to do something completely different and you need to know that that's okay you need to know that it's not only okay but that there are many other people just like you the aka big ones that are doing things that are not the norm but we have to like be able to come together we have to know that like hey it's not we're not by ourselves kind of thing and I can totally remember the time where I was going through my spiritual awakening process and I was like, man, I have no one to talk to about this. I feel like I'm going crazy. I'm seeing all these repeating numbers. I'm having these wild dreams. I'm having these like out of worldly experiences. Who the hell am I going to talk to about this? Same, same with me, same with me and the direction that I wanted to go in. It's like I had no one around that understood what I was doing and I wish that there was such a thing as a purpose community or a purpose support network that I could be a part of. And more than that, I think that just like you were saying, Hema, the whole thing about like you were traveling around and you knew for whatever reason that like, hey, you could always go back here. You could always go back to your parents. You could always go back home and be like, hey, like I'm in a jam, can you help me out here? I don't know what to do. I think that is like, man, like if you can give that to other people, that's like gold. That's like, that's like a lot of gold. And I imagine you have a community with dedicated people to support one another, to be that safety net. That's the, that's the importance of that for sure. And all they need to do is come to the weekly calls and express what they need support with. That's powerful. That is very powerful. It's powerful, you know, and. I would, I would just say like as a closing remark is that, like you've said this over the last episodes, hey, it's, it's time. It's time. Do you want your life to keep being the same as it has been and you're unsatisfied, you're unhappy, or you feel like, hey, there's something more for you to do? Maybe you're really comfortable and that's great. That's fine. But is the comfort thing going to really bring out the best in you? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like with Greta Thunberg, like you were mentioning at the beginning of the episode, she's she's getting arrested now more and more, it seems, for standing out for climate change, something that she believes in. At first, I'm sure it may have been very uncomfortable, but hey. But now it's like brushing her teeth. So maybe. maybe. Part of her daily routine to get arrested. Maybe. At the end of the day, though, like, hey, she's she has... 24 hours a day just like you have 24 hours a day just like i have 24 hours a day how are you making those 24 hours count mm -hmm. yeah turn down the volume on the thoughts and the voices that want to keep you small and turn up the volume of the greater vision in your mind and in your ears and in your in your heart and turn up the volume of the big one 
and the big one that is you, that lives in you and give that presence your full attention. That's going to make all the difference. We always have a choice. Fear or trust, doubt or love, faith or insecurity. Which voice are you going to listen to? Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.